The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Join us around the pit as we talk all things barbecue. Now here is your host, Johnny Mags. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast podcast we got an exciting show today so let's get right into it what do you say there chrissy i'm in you're in yeah fantastic fantastic so today's episode is brought to you by uncle steve shake have you ever wondered why have you ever wondered why there's a line of people getting trying to get into your neighbor's backyard when they're having a barbecue, but they're not getting into yours. Mm-hmm. Simple answer to both those questions is your neighbor is using Uncle Steve's shake and you aren't, which means one thing, Chrissy. Better get you some, that's idiot. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Steve's shake is handmade using only the finest ingredients, and it comes in 12 Amazing flavors, including the competition line. If you eat it, we have a shake for it. If you have any any shake questions, Uncle Steve has fantastic customer service to talk you through any of your shake needs. It's time to take your backyard barbecue to the next level with Uncle Steve's shake. Shake some on everything. And your competition level. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we're also brought to you by Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com, whether you're a smoke barbecuing or not, we always keep the smoke rolling. Thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today, we are smoking the Yaya. Yeah, yeah. Not yet released, but so far, this is fantastic. Thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. We get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Also brought to you by Backline Smokers and Backline Fabrication. Ryan Newland is building some of the best one-off pits from the ground up. Uh, your competition pits, your five, 250s, 500,000 gallons, his multi-tool, his two-in-one grill and plancha. Crazy stuff. If you can think it up, Ryan can build it for you. He takes everything, all your conversations into account, and you will get stuff on this pit that you never even thought. Just the conversations you had spark something in his head, and away he goes. So check them out at Backline Fab on social media, and uh, you're going to be blown away by what this mad scientist can build. We're also brought to you by Magnus Chef Gloves. Our brother Alan Fonte knows a little something, something of fire management. Seeing he's a Miami-Dade firefighter, and he has come out with, in my opinion, one of the best barbecue gloves on the market today. Made of food-grade silicone, the patented magnetic Clips that lock into place for easy on and off. And if you can fit these bad boys 
in there back in, no problem, easy on and off, heat rated up to 500 degrees, the web fit for firm grip, one size fits all, dishwasher safe, and most importantly made right here in the United States, hit them up at magnachef.com, that's M-A-G-N-E-C-H-E-F dot com, order yourself a couple pairs, one for the backyard, one for the barbecue trailer, a pair for the kitchen always comes in handy. Yep. You know, hey, I actually used mine the other day as a pot holder. I had to put some cast iron down. Put yeah. it right on top. It was absolutely fine. So check them out. And at checkout, use the code ROYAL21 for 15% off your order. That is ROYAL21 at checkout for 15% off. Magna Chef, master of the fire. And also brought to you, certainly not least, nope. our brother Ian Hemming from CustomCuttingBoardsRS.com is making in what I refer to as the Yeti of cutting boards. Yeah, that's good. Made of 100% dishwasher safe, high condensed UV protection, comfort sliding protections, the little rubber nubs on the mm-hmm. bottom. So even on a wet surface... These boards are not going anywhere. Not going to slide, move on you at all. Multicolors are available, and it comes with the patented deep lip reservoir to catch all your uh, the juices coming from whatever protein you are cooking. The standard dishwasher board, so a regular countertop board, mm-hmm. to the massive brisket board, 36 by 18 in the new-to-the-market pizza board, grooved for the perfect slice every time. Check them out at Magna, yeah. <laughs> CustomCuttingBoardsRUs.com. That is the letter R, us.com. So, I just hit the thing, so look in the chat real quick. There's, there's Brother Kent. There's Ms. Jean. Hi, Ms. Jean. Mike C, Brother Alton, the dog father, Max Chapin, what's happening, brothers? All right. So, let's get right into it. Let's do it. Uh, First time we had this gentleman on, I was actually unable to be here because I was having surgery on my good knee. So, I missed that episode, and it was a great episode episode on his first book of Mastering the Big Green Egg. Um, So from the Playing with Fire Barbecue Emporium, the one and only Mr. Craig Tabor. Craig, what's happening, brother? Johnny Mags, how are you, buddy? I'm great. I'm hanging in. Oh, man, pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. You know, thank you for uh, coming on again, making some time to talk about the new upcoming book. Ooh-hoo. Oh, certainly, certainly. You know, and there's a you know a bunch of other stuff. We'll do some we'll do some catching up first and foremost. So we'll always start the same way of uh, who is Craig Tabor? How did you get into barbecue, and where did that bring you in your barbecue journey? Yeah, certainly. Um, I, I really explained it in my first cookbook, uh, Mastering the Big Green Egg. I sort of. I sort of got into what I call extreme grilling, extreme barbecue out of necessity. Um, 
sounds odd, but my the story is my wife just rolls in one day. Oh, we might be having a little connection issue. We just lost your. We just lost your audio. Oh, did the earbuds die? All right, we'll get them back. Absolutely, just takes a minute. This we is why we're live. So connection issue. Yeah, the connection is fine. It's just we lost the audio. I don't know if earbuds or something. No, we cannot. But I can lip read real good. Wait, no, he can hear us, so that can't be the earbuds. That is interesting. Interesting. There he is. Can you hear me now? We yeah, we got now. you now. Okay, great, perfect. <laughs> that works. So, we were talking how I got into barbecue. Yeah. My wife rolls in one day, just says, I'm out. I'm done cooking. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of spending all the time and effort uh, to make to make a meal that lasts for 10 minutes. And, and really and truly the perfect example of that is Thanksgiving Day. Some of us will spend hours, days, several days putting together this meal and the meal is over in 15 or 20 minutes. Done. Yeah. And with all that time prepping now, it's just a massive load of dishes. She's out. She's she's done doing that. And I came to a fork in the road and I really it really was one of those decisions where I either learned to eat Stouffer's lasagna every night <laughs> or, or I, or I take the reins and become the, the cook of the family. And that's what I did. And don't get me wrong. I had always grilled and barbecued, but, but when it came time, you know, that, that, that was a, that was a weekend hobby, not a nightly thing. So I really took the reins and made uh you know, made, made dinner every night, kissed with fire, kissed with smoke. Um, and, and it really became a challenge as to, I challenged myself every night. What could I do differently? I, I, I'm not a, and really and truly for me to, you know, full transparency for me to write a cookbook is very difficult because I'm a taste and add as I go. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very difficult. I, I, I'm a, I'm a cook. I'm not, you know, it, I, I can write something down. I've been doing it long enough now to where I can write something down and know the flavors are going to fit together. But, uh, but it's very difficult for me to do that. And, and because I don't repeat a whole lot of things, um, it, it is hard to say, I really like that. What did I do there? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but that got me into, you know, to what I call, you know, sort of extreme barbecue. Uh, I've done that for gosh, I don't know, 12 years now. Um, I've won some, you know, my, my claim to fame <clears throat> up to about two years ago was, was the big green egg. Um, I've won all their competitions. I've done more egg fest than probably some of their hired, um, you know, personalities and everything like that. So I've, I've been all over the country, all over the world doing that, doing that sort of thing. Um, and it's, it, it's opened a ton of doors for me. That, that really is what opened the door to, for, you know, for the publisher to reach out and ask me to write mastering the big green egg. And that has done so well. Mastering the big green egg is currently in its fourth reprint. Ooh. Yeah, for, for all of us, you know, um, so, so, so it's doing really well and it's doing so well. They asked me to do a second cookbook. This next cookbook is um, live, it's, I, I titled it Live Fire Cooking. It's all firewood. It's all sticks. Yeah. Cooking with, you know, there's, there's a, there's an offset smoking chapter. There's a, a wood oven chapter. There's a, there's a fire pit chapter, but it's a hundred percent all about uh, live fire. 
Oh, that's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, Brad, what's happening? Gregory, what's up? Junior, my brother, what's happening? So speaking of live fire, uh, what, do you, what, what are you puffing on over there? <clears throat> I'm, I'm one of my favorite sticks. Uh, Drew Estates Liga Pravada, the old number nine. Oh, that's nine. absolutely our good. Good friend Steve Saka was yeah, the yeah, yeah. for for years with them, and he, he had uh, blended that. That was sure, one of the, his biggest it. things. Now he's now with, has his own Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust in his his Mikarita line and a bunch of oh, yeah. others. Great stuff. Great stuff. So. You've, you're into the second book, like you had said, titled Live Fire Cooking. It covers all the offsets, open pits, all in wood-fired, all that cooking with sticks, cooking with wood. Yeah. Did you want to go straight to that? Obviously, the first one was based around a big green egg. And just really just jump both feet in on the, you know, the quote-unquote traditional aspect of low-and-slow barbecue or even hot and fast these days, however you want to uh, refer to it as? Well, well, it's funny you say that. You know, I, the publisher asked the exact same question. You know, they, they said, well, you know, th- this is my idea. Their idea was a 30-minute meal on the Big Green Egg cookbook. And I said, what are you going to do? You're going to wait 29 minutes for it to get hot and then you're going to sear some tuna and, 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 and be done. I mean, it's, it, you know, it, it, it takes a while. 30 yep. minute meals on an egg is impossible. Factual and, uh, statement so right there. How about live fire cooking? They said, we love it, but you can't just, this is not something that you can learn, you know, while you're riding it. And I go, listen, I have been doing this in parallel with the egg stuff for a long, long, long time. So that was my idea. That's my passion. What I love about cooking with fire is it really slows the process down. Takes and what I mean by that is you can't you can't you've got to be methodical with it. Mm-hmm. You've got to wait till the fire's right. You can't just jump in. You can't speed things up. Uh, you can certainly increase the temperature, but you but but you can't you cannot speed things up. You cannot speed the fire up. You cannot. Um, it's, it's really and truly on the fire's time. Mm-hmm. And that forces you to slow things down a little bit, make it more of a uh, process, more of a, an enjoyable experience than just trying to speed it up, blow it out, just get fed and get dinner done and move on about your business. You know? Oh, for sure. And, you know, the, the, that, that, that's the everything, you know, everybody asks, you know, well, you got to, uh, obviously, the pellet cookers have become mainstay in the barbecue world, you know, convenience and everything. Absolutely. Every, all these cookers, they all have their place in times, which, you know, it's fine. If you're a pellet head, you know, that, that more power to you. As far as I'm concerned, you're still cooking. So I got no problem with it. I'm just personally, I love like how you just said it, that slow down aspect of it. I can sure. sit there all day long, have a cigar, have a couple drinks, just relax, throw the tunes on in the background, you know, check the fire, make sure that's going, go throw the football around with my son or help my daughter do something or teach her, show her what, some of the stuff that we're doing because she shows interest in it. You know, it sure. just has that, 
you know, basically family time, at least on my end, you know, because I do a lot of, I'm a mailman by trade, so I'm working Monday through Saturday delivering. So Sunday's my only really day off, and that's where I do a lot of the cooking for uh, meal prep for the week. So sure. I'll, you know, starting sometimes got to start Saturday night when I get home all straight through and just cook a bunch of stuff. Or if I'm doing like a chickens or stuff, you know, obviously that, that's short cooks. I can max that out during the day. But if you want to do a bud or a brisket, you know, that takes time. Sure. So roll with that. It just gives you the opportunity to sit back and smell the roses a little bit. Relax from the everyday mumbo jumbo and the grind and just enjoy some time. Because Certainly. God knows, we all know, it's, it's too short, and it goes way too fast. Certainly. So that's slowing down. That's the beautiful part of it. Jeff Wepner, the judge is in the house. C-Mac, who was on, we had you before. What's up, C-Mac? Uh, I see Max calling Schmitty out in Big Rome. What's up, boys? Chapin? Um, so... Did you have fun with the new book? You know, because some people, I say all the time, they always say, I'm never doing it again. My next book's coming out next April. (laughs) You know, know, I get that. I'm never doing it again. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh. Hey, Johnny, what's up? Got a new book coming out. Oh, I see, I see. It just brings you back. So you still having fun with it, or you having some difficulties, or... Along the way, even, you know, did you run into anything in coming up with the recipes and writing the new book? I certainly said the, those exact same words. <laughs> I said to my neighbor, my na- you know, when you're writing, like when you're, when you're, especially when you're doing the photo shoot of the cookbook, you're hammering it out like that, the Mastering the Big Green Egg cookbook. We, we did all 40 recipes cooked in four days. So it was like a marathon of cooking, 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 cooking. And I told all my neighbors and friends that came over to at least eat some of the food that we were cooking, you know, uh, please come eat. I said, but if I ever, ever bring up doing another book, <laughs> you just punch, punch me, punch me <laughs> and just tell me, no, you said no. And, and, and everything. And the publisher caught me just right. And about the two year mark was about, was, 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 was plenty of time, I think. And, you got to realize I've been done with it on my end since probably early January. So it's been a whole lot of waiting for me. Yeah. My part's been done. Um, now talk about challenges between this book and that book during the cookbook shoot. I would, you know, the eggs, you can just leave at the same temperature and they'll just, as long as they've got the fuel in there you can just run them. So I had four eggs all running different temperatures this one, because I was managing the fire, live fire all the time, you know, it would be, and, and, I, and I shot the photography on this one. Okay. So this 100% my project. So it was more of a um, start the fire, smoke, you know, manage the fire, take the food off, manage the fire plate, manage the fire photography. Oh, I haven't done, I haven't, you know, added any more wood lately. So I need to go manage the fire again. So it was a, It was a whole lot more hands-on, but because I did it myself, I was able to string it out over five or six weekends 
versus just bam, 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 you know, like, like a, like a week long marathon cook session. And, and, you know, Ken Goodman shot the, the, the first book and Ken Goodman is a fantastic photographer. He's done, uh, Tuffy Stone's books. He's done uh, uh, Danielle Bennett Diva Q's mm-hmm. book. Uh, he he, uh, he uh, Ray Sheehan. You know you know yep. Ray from from uh, Barbecue Buddha. He's done his two books now. Um, and 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 Ken is a great person, a great photographer, but it was not my style. And so I really told the photo- the, the 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 publisher I really wanted to do this on my own this time. And I really feel like my style kind of shined through, you know, shown shown through that way. Um, and we got some, we had some great images. So it was, it was a lot of fun, a lot of work, but it, but it was, certainly was a yeah. lot of fun doing it. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Wesley, what's happening? Lep, James, Muhammad, thank you for tuning in, boys. Um, Wesley Robinson is asking, when is number two uh, book coming out? We just said uh, it got pushed back a week. We're looking at June 14th. June 14th now. So we're three, we're three, approximately three weeks out. Okay. So that's all we, that's available, Amazon pre-orders and all that. So noble pre-order and wherever you want to get a book, they got it. Yep. That's fantastic. So let's dive into a couple of recipes that you told me that are in the book. And and I'm going to, I'm going to save my favorite sounding one for last because you had me at the first word of the recipes. So we're going to start out with the cowboy tri-tip. So That's more of a traditional open fire tri-tip, correct? Certainly. So this this is in in the set, the the uh, chapter of live fire over oh you know live pit cooking, right? Uh, we start. It's in the sense it's basically a reverse sear. I I show you how to do the rub. Um, we talk about the rub, but we start the the tri-tip off high, and then at the very end we sear it. Um, you know, around the coals that, you know, that, that's, that really plays into the live fire cooking with fire type of aspect. I mean, just searing it right on top of the coals is just a fantastic, yeah. fantastic if you've never done that. Um, there's, there's the fire needs to be at the exact right spot. It, the mature, it needs to be a mature fire, but not overly mature where it's starting to ash over yeah. the coals all need to be orange glowing, if you were to blow into it, they need to light up, you know, uh, the had that, had that orange glow, that red glow to them, but not that ashy. You don't want to eat all the ash. Uh, so, 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 so that's, a, that's a great, it's a great recipe. There's a, there's a chimichurri that I do on, over top of it when we slice it all up. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a pleaser all the way around. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. Cause I actually, it was funny. You said that I was, I was going through, I don't know if it was Instagram or Twitter yesterday, but there was a video of someone had it. Actually, might have been a, in the tri tip, yeah, yeah. right there on the right there on the coals, just pulling it off. And he mm-hmm. shows the side, and there's no ash, so it's like oh, beautiful. The temperature was right, and just you know, it's that great sear because it's right there at the source. And if you've got folks around, you know, a tri tip is something that you know it, it, it's a large enough cut that you're going to have more, you know, people around to eat it. Mm-hmm. And, but, but you got people sitting around the fire and you, and you like, watch this. And you slam that thing around the top of the coals and they're all freaking out. And <laughs> it's, really, it's, it's a show. It's a show really is what it is. And, uh, you know, you benefit from that great crust that comes off of it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Now I'm, I'm a, known as a little bit of a chili head. 
So this right. one got my attention when you had told me about it. The spicy Korean short ribs. Yeah. So, you know, oh. I'm down here in Atlanta. Where I am, there is a huge uh, Korean Asian population. And we have the um, Korean barbecue restaurants everywhere. And, and if you've not, if you're not familiar with that, there's a, there's, they actually have a fire in the middle of the table and you can choose to, to grill and cook whatever you want. Almost hibachi with mm-hmm. live fire right at your own table. And, uh, you know, they, they bring the short ribs and they bring the, they bring the curled brisket and they bring the ribeye and they, you know, you, you grill it over the open flames right in front of you. And it's, they have all their sauces and everything. So there's one, there's a restaurant here in town. that's one of our favorites. Uh, one of the few that you actually use is charcoal. Some of them are gas, but they actually put a fresh pot of charcoal right in front of your table oh, in your, in your table. And you're able to grill right on top of it. And they marinate these, uh, these short ribs. Now barbecue guys all know the short rib, the, the big dino ribs, the big plate ribs, you know, the, the rib is about probably 10 or 12 inches long. Yeah. These are flank and cut. So instead of having the rib, if you've got your ribs this way, the butcher has cut them against against the bones. Okay. And so you've got a piece of rib with each individual bone. I call them uh, handles. Yeah. Gives you something to hold on to, you know. And but the but but the the beef is super rich. That's a super fatty cut. Takes a great marinade. Um, really has a great flavor inside of that. And so we do that right over top of the fire. It's fantastic. Oh, it sounds incredible. Because I all I love the the little spice, you know, especially with 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 the barbecue and everything. It just adds a little something. Oh yeah, something special oh, to it. So then we have a barbecue glazed chicken, which I was going to hold on to my last because that's right. not the full title of the recipe. In because you had me at the first one, not just barbecue glazed chicken, but cheer wine. Barbecue glazed chicken. Now, everybody knows I'm a sucker for cheer wine. And (laughs) it is extremely hard to find up here in New Hampshire. It's extremely hard to find here. Yeah. So I have one spot that I get, I can get actually two, because Messy Mike actually carries it at his trailer. But there is one spot in New Hampshire where I can get it, and I am not divulging my source because I'm, that's, I'm considering that my personal stash, and they also carry big, uh, big red too. So okay. yeah, yeah, we got we got that perfect. But the cheer wine barbecue glazed chicken. So you take the the cheer wine soda and you cook it, reduce it down to a glaze. I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has that beautiful pinkish red color to it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm from the Midwest. Big red was, oh, you know, the, 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 the red drink of choice up there. And when I moved to the south uh, here, here in Atlanta in, in, in the area, I got introduced to Cheerwine. And uh, I was at an event probably two or three years ago when Sam Jones, the legendary yeah. whole hog cooker, he was in town and did a whole hog dinner uh, with the Fox Brothers, Fox Brothers Barbecue here in town. And he did a cheer wine uh, burnt end. I'm, oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a cheer wine pork belly burnt end. Oh. And I thought, man, that would be a fantastic chicken glaze. 
And so that's that's I I, I tried my best to recreate or create my own version of it. And uh, what's funny about it is when when I when I do these cookbooks, my mom comes over and, and is basically on dish duty, and she volunteers to do that. So shout out, thanks, mom. I appreciate for you know all you do and everything for that. But uh, but I, I cook this chicken, and 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 she you know. I don't know that she's really into cheer wine or into that flavor, but she certainly likes, you know, barbecue chicken. And she comes out to the back patio, the back deck, and she's just got, she's just got sauce just all over her face where she's been into that chicken. And she goes, Craig, oh my God, this, this is the one, this is my favorite. And really, and truly, that's probably one of my favorite recipes in the book. Uh, with the sauce and the glaze and the chicken comes out just great and fantastic. And, and uh, uh, it, it surely is a winner. Oh, for sure. Well, like I said, once you, once you told me chia wine, I'm like, okay, that is the, that, that's the first one I'm doing when I get the book, when it comes out that, oh, cause we, we, at my house, we eat a ton of chicken, you know, cause there's so much thing, stuff you can do with it, you know? Sure. So, but all oh, that chia wine, oh and yeah! You can certainly, you can certainly put that barbecue sauce. You know, it's it's it, it, it's a barbecue sauce. Yeah. you can certainly put it. It would make a great rib glaze. Um, you know, use it like Sam Jones did on pork belly burn ins. But man, was it just fantastic! And I I had to get some cheer wine smuggled in. I couldn't find any, so I got a friend up in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yep. that that <laughs> smuggled it for me. <laughs> yep that that that's how I got hooked on it. My friend. Uh, Matt Hussey, the on YouTube, the Hungry Hussey, sure. and uh, he, he every video he always has a cheer wine with him, and I finally I go, what is this cheer wine? Because I always heard him talking, like when we, we one of us would go live, and all the boys would come in, and we wound up with like yeah. you know just just a giant chat room going, just talking shop, and he's always you know the cheer wine, the cheer wine. I'm like, what is this cheer wine? Being Northeast, I never heard of it, so it's right. like you know, is it a wine? Is it a you know, a southern wine, you know, like from, you know, uh, like muscadine wine from like the berries and, you know, all that stuff. Because, no, it's, it's a soda. It's highly carbonated, like a cherry soda. And it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to get my hands on some of this. And when I had yeah. the first one, it's like, oh, my God, where have you been all my life? It's all the cheer wine. You know, Big Red is, is certainly a, a cherry cola. But cheer wine is more of a, and my my palate picks up like a, uh, almost like a cherry cream soda. Mm-hmm. It has that. It, there's a little bit of vanilla in there too that that, that gets you a little bit. But uh, I, I much prefer the cheer wine uh, over in, in all the red drinks. Oh, for sure, Ooh. for sure. Let's see uh, who is Alicia. What's happening? Thank you for tuning in, Kim. Thank you. There he is. Oh. Okay, Big Rome is in the house. All right, I didn't see him before. What's up, my brother? Texas Barbecue Chapter. So, obviously, you're at back at home, but uh, you, you, you had a pretty cool weekend. I worked my ass off <laughs> uh, and, and had the greatest time, and I'm, I'm ready to do it again. Uh, yeah, I spent, I spent my week at uh, Memphis in May. Uh, it's the World Championship Barbecue Cooking Contest. Uh, the who's who of barbecue is there. Yeah. Um, if, if, if you're in the barbecue world, um, it, 
everyone is there. Tuffy Stone is there. Myron Mixon and his crew is there. Um, Melissa Cookston, who is a multi-time hog hog winner, um, is there. Um, Our good friends, we cooked, we were in the rib category. So, you know, across the way from us for our good friends, uh, Megan and Jason Day from Burnt Finger Barbecue. Um, But in the way Memphis in May is structured, it's different than a KCBS contest. So a KCBS, you're turning in chicken, ribs, pork, and brisket. You're doing all four categories. In Memphis, it's all about the pork. Yeah, it's the uh, MBN rules. Memphis barbecue network. One category. Uh, We did ribs. You can do shoulder. And, and, And when I say shoulder, the guys there are doing the butts which is the which is what we all know is the Boston butt, but it's connected to the picnic, yeah, and it has the skin on. So you're doing the entire shoulder, oh, whole so shoulder, butt down to the to the elbow. You're, you're you're turning that in, and then also the whole hog is the main event, and um, it, it, just super fun. We had uh, there were a hundred and hundred and four rib teams. If that gives you perspective on how many, yeah people are at this event. I think there was over 200 teams competing total, but 104 of them were rib teams. And uh, we had a fantastic cook. We were one of the only teams cooking on a stick burner. We had okay. uh, my good, my good friend, Chris Gentry's got a um, 500 gallon primitive pit. Yeah. And uh, so he hauled that up to Memphis and we, we did, cooked our 20, I think we had 24 racks of handpicked Cheshire farms, you know, pork baby back ribs and uh, we came, we had a we had a great a great cook came in twenty third out of uh, one hundred and four so we we were we were pretty pleased by that with our first our first outing yeah 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 I was seeing all the all the posts on Facebook and everyone was at Memphis and May as everyone's there now were you cooking by yourself or were you with a uh, uh, another team so I was on a team uh, my friend Chris Gentry he 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 took his Gentry's barbecue okay. Uh, we were Gentry's barbecue this weekend, but he also has a shop in Orlando, the winter park area of Orlando. And uh, there's only three of us on the team. Yeah. So we did, you know, we did our ribs on Saturday and then we did, uh, uh, we did nine ancillary categories leading up to that. And we, we were, we were spread pretty thin, but we had a great time. Yeah. Now, now what were some of the ancillaries? I know um, I was actually on the, on the way up to the studio. I was listening to Malcolm Reed. Um, and uh, he was talking about um, it wasn't the National Turkey Federation, but a turkey group was one of the sponsors. In, yeah, turkey uh, smoke. Which one was it? Turkey smoke. Okay, is the name of it, and it's uh, uh, honeysuckle turkey. I think um, sponsored it. Okay, but they basically give you a whole turkey and go here, do whatever you want to do with it, <laughs> and so we. Our in, our entry was uh, I took the I cut the the thigh leg quarters off, mm-hmm. separated those parts, separated the 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 uh, breasts, cooked those Texas style, salt pepper in a butter poach, did it that way. The thigh leg combo I took the bone out, pulled all the pin bones out, rubbed it with sage, and then I did what's called a roulade. So I rolled, I rolled that thigh leg into a roll, into a log, cooked it that way. Oh, had wow. beautiful crispy skin. You'd slice right through it, tender and juicy. It all, it all stayed together in a pinwheel. 
And uh, we had a, a turkey demi glaze we put over top of it. It was fantastic. Oh, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Chris Wazinski, what's up, brother? So, Craig McPhias and C-Mac asks, uh, what about, ask about the weather in Memphis this year. <laughs> so, Memphis um, seems like every year there's a some sort of storm that comes through. And uh, I, I literally just built my seafood box. I closed the lid, popped the buttons in, and here come the cops on their little ATVs coming through. Everybody's got to seek shelter. Yeah. And we were at, I don't know, some field, the University of Memphis uh, football field. They, they, they said it's a mandatory evacuation. We're expecting high winds, torrential downpour, lightning. Everybody's got to go to the stadium. Which is odd because it's an open stadium. Yeah, I guess we we huddled we huddled under you the know, concourse, sort of the, yeah, and everything. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, there there my seafood box just sat for, you know, we we dumped it in the cooler. But yeah, I, I had to I had to, and I and I'm out, and, you know at that point I'm out of ingredients. So yeah. we had about a three hour delay, um, there. But yeah, we 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 got wet like we always do in Memphis, and oh yeah. And, uh, Regardless of the forecast, there's always going to be a storm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like you said, you you run into the weather at this event or that event, and you know, okay, you got the little take a shelter. But when the event actually puts a Facebook post out, you know, there's some serious weather coming through. <laughs> it happens every year. Yeah, it happens every year. You know. Now, how now? How was it this year? Because they moved uh, locations from uh, down from the river to right around that stadium area. So the river is going through like a $60 million renovation and they're doing all the construction down there. Um, when it was at the river, it was always nice and tight and compact and, and you knew where everyone was at and you knew it, it, it was a tight group. And um, that was a pro. One of the cons is when it rains, it's a huge mud pit. So, so moving it to the stadium was nice because you were on concrete. There was no mud slush, you know, no mud fest everywhere. Downside was because it is on concrete, it's spread out more. Yeah. But load in, load out, super easy. Yeah. You know, there's, in that stadium, there's about eight or nine different entrances and exits. So, you know, load in, load out was pretty simple. But um, I, I don't know what they're going to do. They're talking about moving it back to the river. I really can't see them investing $60 million in that and then have us barbecue dudes come in there and just wreck everything. Tear it up, yeah. With trailers and mud, you know, I, I, I just can't imagine it. If it stays at the stadium, I'm okay with it. Um, but it, But it certainly doesn't have the same vibe that it used to have at the river. Cool, cool. Yeah, that was a great time in uh... – yeah, seeing all the posts, you know, gets a brother jealous. You know, <laughs> need to need to schedule a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, you need to make a trip down there sometime oh, next year. Heck yeah, heck yeah. But I would be remiss if I didn't bring up this topic because when you were on, now you had to been, let's see, probably July of two thousand and twenty yes. when you were on with the first book, and you were saying you had just taken possession of a building to open you were planning on opening your barbecue store the playing with fire barbecue emporium yeah. so how 
how has it gone? You're closing in on two years now yeah. of the store yeah. being open. So especially open it with, with everything with the COVID and all that crap, you know, how's everything going? I think for a business in its first two years of business, its first 18 months of business is doing fantastic. Um, you know, we're, we're, that's where I am now. I'm, I'm in the office at the shop right now and it's nice and quiet. You know, we're, we're closed today. So I'm, I'm, I'm here kind of people, I, I see, I'm looking at the cameras up here in the right hand corner. People are pulling in and the doors locked, you know, but <laughs> they see my truck here and they all, they know that, that somebody's here, but no, we're doing fantastic. Um, and really and truly playing with fire is a snapshot of my backyard. Okay. And it, I've gone through every cooker, every brand, every accessory, um, and I've handpicked what, in my opinion, is the best of every category. Yeah. Uh, we care. Obviously, we carry Big Green Egg. It's hard to be hard to be in. You know, have a, have an egg book and not carry Big Green Egg. Yep. Probably our number one mover as far as grills go are the pits and spits pellet smokers. These guys are beast mode. Uh, they're all hand built in Houston, Texas. Um, when you think of a pellet smoker, some of them are so flimsy. When you open the lid, you feel like you're feel like you're ripping the hood the, the, the hood right yeah. off of it. You're not gonna feel that with these guys. They're all welded, uh, nothing's bolted together. They're, they're, they're absolutely beast mode. We carry Napoleon grills. We, 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 we can order twin Eagles, Delta heats, um, stuff like that. Of course, I'm a huge PK guy. So yeah. we've got the PK guys, the, the PK grills in here. Um, and then of course, you know, with the book, we've got alpha ovens. We did all of our wood, wood oven cooking in the alpha, uh, an alpha oven. We did the, um, uh, the, the, the offset in our pits and spits offset. And then our open fire pit chapter was, um, uh, cooked over a brio. Now a brio, y'all have heard of the 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 solo stoves. They're you know they're they're yeah. everywhere. Problem with the solo stoves for me here. We've we we tried to be conscious in not supporting Chinese made products. And so the the solo stove, however, is made overseas. The brio is similar to that in the smokeless technology, made in Pennsylvania, but they have a cookability to them. The top rim is a sear plate, almost oh, um, like an art of flame. Oh, you know, C-Mac with his yep. art flame, very similar to that. But now you, you're searing on top of your fire pit. There's also an optional post that goes on top with a grill grate. You oh, can wow. raise and lower that. So, so very, it's a very cool, it can be a fire pit or if you need, you know, for entertainment or if you want to, you know, you're enjoying a, you know, an evening by the fire. And you're hungry, you want to put a steak on, put that grill attachment on top of it. You know, use that heat source and the light that you're already burning and 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 you know, use it to cook with. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Uh where was it? Gray asked, uh, where where is the shop located? I know I know Greg's in uh Gray's in the the uh, Atlanta area. We are up in Swanee. Swanee is about 30 minutes northeast of Atlanta. Okay. Yep. Cool, yep. cool. So yeah, what that's is super cool about the shop is I've got a I've got a pegboard of the United States and I've I've got a big pin where where playing with fire is and then anytime somebody drives in from 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 out of state, out of town um, and buys a grill and takes it home with them, I put an orange dot, an orange pin everywhere. And I've got I mean I think I think this little bitty shop here 
we got grills now in about 20 different states. Oh, that's awesome. I got them in Texas. I got them in one guy drove all the way from California, had his big motor home pulled up out front, took a, <laughs> took a grill home with him. And, and it, it, it's fun. It's fun that people see the shop through my social media and, 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 and through my online presence that way. And they, it's, it's, it's become sort of a destination if they're coming yep. to Atlanta, they stop by. Oh, that's Certainly. awesome. Yeah. That is awesome, awesome. Um, Gregory says, ships all over the country love supporting him from Cincinnati. So you got an online presence also now? We're we're working to build our website. Okay. Uh, we can certainly, if somebody calls us, uh, we can certainly ship wherever they want to go. We can work it out that way. Uh, but we are working on a you know, input your credit card type of, you know, dot com to, to, to work to where we can take orders that way. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, brother, this has been awesome. And once again, it goes so quick. We yeah. are up against it. But um, like, like I said, Craig, brother, thank finally able to meet you. Like I said, I missed the, uh, missed the one the first time on, but uh, appreciate you taking time to come in. Talk about the new new book coming out June 14th. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the other uh, bookstores, have, get your pre-orders in, still taking those. So get that. The Live Fire Cooking by Craig Tabor. If it's anything like your Big Green Egg book, like you said, it's gonna you got another success on your hand. Um, I'm sure it is because you're going the whole different traditional route with the with the stick burning and all that. But, uh, you know, continued success, brother, with the books. Continued success with the shop. You know, you can see, you see the smile on your face that you're doing what you're loving, brother. And that's what's most it. important. I absolutely love it. And, uh, you, you know, it, it is funny. My wife says to me, she says, you know, you, oh, you know, we're looking at our calendars and schedules. And, oh, you have to work, you know, X day. And I go, no, 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 no. I get to go hang out in a barbecue shop and yeah. barbecue all day. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. Don't get much better than that, brother. Right, man. That's uh, right, baby. Awesome. Um, just real quick to finish it out, where can everybody find you on social media? So personally, uh, it's it's at Craig Tabor, T-A-B-O-R. I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can find the shop, Play W Fire BBQ, everywhere else. And uh, – yeah, check us out. Stop next time y'all are driving through Atlanta. Stop in, poke, poke, poke your head in. Come see us. Sounds great, brother. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Hang on one second. Let me close it out, and uh, we'll be jump on back real quick with you. Sounds good. Awesome. Absolutely Can't tremendous. Wait. Another one yeah. on pre-order for me. Oh, he can't wait. The, you know, he, the, his the big big green egg book was yeah absolutely tremendous. So this is. This is going to be right up there with him, you know. Yeah. Like I said, he has he just exudes that passion, you know, for for the barbecue and yeah. the live fire cooking, and it you know it's great to see, and uh, you know th- th- to thank all the authors out there in the barbecue world, you know, sharing the tips and trips and recipes and some secrets with all of us, you know, because that that's what it's all about the, the the barbecue family, not not necessarily barbecue community. But the barbecue family is really yeah, what it is. Family. But, uh, well, Chrissy, that's it for this week. That's it. 
Guys, tune in next week. You are not going to want to miss it. Nope. It is the Catalina Wine Mixer. Woohoo, boats and hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 200. And let's, Ooh. I'll just give you a hint. And uh, we're, we're, we're putting the band back together, how the Blues Brothers say. Mm-hmm. So um, there's going to be a few faces on up on this desk. You might know them. Next week. So tune in for that. Um, catch all the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch your video on YouTube and Facebook. On YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. You have all our episodes right there at your fingertips. On social media, find everything down below. Questions and comments, please send in the Pit Life BBQ podcast at gmail.com. Like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. Let's go get the word out. And until next week, keep Keep that smoke rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.